0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cappuccino. Last week, I had not one, but three young guests over, teenagers, who gave their perspective on parenting. Today, we'll be taking the conversation forward to know a little more from them. So without any delay, let's go. Now from there, coming to um, something more easy. Uh, I remember when I was growing up, these things were thrown to me by my parents. When I was your age, this used to happen. And I was like, I'm not there anymore. And your age was different than my age. Now today, as a parent, I do that as well, you know. And I may not say it in so many words, but I just feel that when I was this small, this is how I was behaving. Why are they behaving like this? So uh, tell me some stereotypes that you've
1: been facing. I don't I don't think this comes to me. My parents are not horrible, so like they don't <laughs> like, no, they don't they're all very that. nice. They're all very nice. Yes, I don't think this is thrown at me, but I've seen it. Like kids, like the Sharma Jika Beta, so I don't think anyone was here. Um, <laughs> basically, Sharma Jika Beta is that one Indian kid. Who is just amazing at everything? This is that one kid that your mom would compare you to when you're just lying down after a long day of work. It was just like, no, okay, this this other person's child did so much more better. That stereotype exists not only in like Indian families, but overall in like Asian culture, uh, because the competitiveness of our like generation and overall our culture is just so high. That you're forced to compare yourself to other people even when you're in your safe space at home. There's always a Sharmadji Beta because there is one, you know. But um, the main reason why I don't think the stereotype is a good thing to put at people is solely because, number one, it makes me feel super insecure, uh, but also because the kid who is the Sharmadji Beta is not having the best time of their life. Kids who are forced to do a lot at a very young age. Are probably really stressed. If I have to go to violin classes, piano classes, tuitions, and still deal with school stress, I don't think I would be a very happy person. So, even if my parents boast about it to other people, I don't think that it's going to get me anywhere. I mean, obviously, there are kids who can handle it, but like, there's just so much more to understand in that situation because we've put so much pressure on, especially teenagers, to do a lot at a very young age because that's how our society is built. That we forget to understand that they're just kids, you know. Like everyone has like moments where they just don't want to do anything and just lie in bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. have you
0: guys had your Sharma Jika Beta moments?
2: Yeah, I I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say my parents aren't the type to compare me with one child, yeah. right? Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, like my dad is extremely against that, and he thinks that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to anyone for that matter. Um, But I think also nowadays, every child you see is like some sort of gifted child. Parents are really putting in so much effort to make sure that their child has something apart from academics, that the academic factor in itself has less of a value than it did maybe five years ago. And that can really impact a child when they feel like maybe I'm not that good in other things. You know, what if I'm not that good in tennis as some other kids are you know every other kid we see has some other factor about them that they're able to say like even when the interest question came I had to think what exactly is my wow thing in me apart from academics and when the academic part lacks in you some sort of way that can really pull a child down so these stereotypes that we um, we laugh about it and it is funny but Sometimes it can really hurt a child mentally when they compare themselves to other kids their age. Yeah.
0: right.
2: And parents just have to be aware of that.
1: Right. And it's weird because I find myself doing that to me anytime I have... And they're obviously there, you know. They're obviously people who are a lot better than you. Like, humans aren't born equal. Um, And I find myself comparing myself to this person even though my parents don't do it because that's just how we've been raised... Um, like you said, like, you know, when I was thinking about my own interests, I was like, damn, I don't have any, but look at this kid, you know, like this kid probably has so many, you know, like they have like, they're multitasking, doing multiple things, internships, volunteering. It's just something that I think creates a really toxic mindset. And I've seen that happen to me. And I think I'll grow out of it eventually, hopefully, but it's still there. I think it impacts. Yeah.
0: All of us have a three o'clock friend um whether it's an emotional crisis social crisis physical mental academic anything now parents versus friends mm. who would you go to
1: friends
0: friends, friends. <laughs> really and why <laughs> yeah. or is, is it is it like whether it's emotional mental physical academic for everything you would go to friends mm-hmm. or does it depend on the situation okay Papaya, for example you know being hurt being hurt not just physically but mentally as well like you've heard of cyberbullying and why i'm saying that is because you know the generation today is online all the time not because you want to do it not just for fun but because for even for your work you know you are researching you're doing a lot of things you would go to somebody who is your age or do you think you would go to your parents um
3: okay see for if i'm physically actually hurt i'll like Go to my parents, like, first thing because they'll like know what to do. Like, they'll put a bomb or they'll like put a wrap or they'll ice it or because I don't know, they just know what to do. But if it's something like cyber bullying, if I'm getting like bullied like that, then I, if it's like really extreme, like bad, bad, I might like, I'll tell my friends about it. I'll be like, oh no, what should I do? And I'll like block the person, I'll do whatever. But if it keeps happening again and again, I might tell my parents, oh yeah, this is happening. But I like downgraded. I won't say the like the proper like the main thing. So just you just, underplay like, the whole thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And why would you do that?
3: Because because if I tell my parents like the whole thing, I'll tell them after it's like happened and it's been going on for some time. They will be like, oh, why didn't you tell me sooner? Oh. Mm, oh yeah, why is this happening? Or I think also because
0: this... they would get a little more worked up about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you think that would affect them as well. Yeah, so i just tell them like a little bit of...
2: Ira, what do you think? Um, I think if it's cyberbullying or physical bullying, like physical bullying, obviously you'd go to your parents. Uh, but cyberbullying as well, I would still go to my parents. One of my friends there was this guy who was taking pictures of her like inappropriately and he was putting it on a group chat right so she went to her parents and now you know they've hired a lawyer and they're taking it to court but I think parents just know what's best yes maybe they over exaggerate things but most of the time majority of the time they're not because they're actually adults they know what happens and how bad things are And as a kid, we tend to underplay everything that happens and we think that, oh, this is normal, you know, it's fine,
0: it's not that bad. Yeah. But actually, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, what Bhavya is saying is right for her age because, you know, she's still younger to you. What happens is that as you grow, you kind of understand and build a little more trust and you figure out that, yeah, this is how it is. So I think it is a natural process that you kind of start um, confiding in your friends initially and you feel yeah this is going to work and as you grow you understand that no you know this has to be taken at a higher level and then you start reaching out to your friends how about academic pressure
1: I tell my parents I think yeah, normally like the difference I see from the advice that I get from my friends and my parents is that my friends don't really have advice they just know how to listen um, if I'm, if I'm stressed out about a class, I can talk to them for like two hours and they'll be like, okay, <laughs> you know, like you can go ahead. Um, so I get like a space to talk about things, but I think if I'm going for actual solutions, I get it from my parents because they're adults. I will probably take my own time for certain things though, because I feel like my immediate response would be not to tell anyone. It would be like, let's first try dealing it with myself and then I'll see. But I feel like going to my parents would be definitely a step I'll eventually take.
0: Okay, um, let's talk about being third culture kids. Most of the time, um, studying in an international school environment, the kids you're meeting are third culture kids. They're either relocating or you're relocating. Something or the other is happening most of the time. Now, again, it comes back to coping with a situation like that. I know there are a lot of positive aspects, but there's a downside to it. Give me your thoughts around it. Um, okay, so I have this friend that left two days ago, and we've
3: been, like, best friends for five years, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, we, I know, like, everything about her, she knows everything about me, and then when I found out she was leaving, I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Because I've, like, told that person, like, everything happening in my life, and she's told me everything happening in hers. So, like, we know each other so well, and then now I have to, like, become closer to other people, which is, like, going to be harder and, like, different, right. you know, because yeah. the one person you're, like, you can talk to at any point, they're not going to be there, so, yeah,
0: it's like... Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's not going to be easy, but what is that coping mechanism that you have for yourself?
3: Yeah, see, like, before she left, then when I found out she was leaving, I started, like, making more friends and yeah. I started becoming closer to other people, so when she leaves, I'm like, okay, I have these people, because right. otherwise I'd just be like... There, you know,
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, do you think there are other downsides to this third culture environment?
1: I shifted from like India to Singapore, like I think around a year ago. Yeah. and I remember the way that I left Mumbai was like super dramatic. I met my friends uh, like last day, and we were all like really sad about it. And um, I think up like after shifting to Singapore, I've. Obviously, there are a lot of like plus sides to it. Like, I think I've been forced to become a lot more social. I've been forced to become a lot more academic considering how competitive Singapore is. Um, And I've just been forced to like get to know people a lot more because you always have like a safe small circle. And then now you have to branch out of it. So it's definitely a good thing. So it helps you. It helps you grow. Grow your personality. personality as well. Yeah. yeah, and like I think that's gonna happen. Like you're going to be forced to do it anyways. Like you're you're in high school, you have a nice like close knit of friends, but you're gonna go to college. You're gonna go to university, and then you're gonna work. So you're definitely going to have to let go of your friends at some point. I think that's like really difficult to admit to yourself, but it's going to happen. And I had a really close friend too it's going to be okay (laughs) it'll be fine and i think apart from like
2: losing your friends it's also that idea that you never really have like for me i've never lived in india right so i've never made friends with like authentic indian kids like i've never you know and that experience is lacking like maybe some of the things that they do would be different than the kids here in singapore right their experiences like even simple things like celebrating Holi, you know, be different. would be extremely different. Diwali here, it's not that, it's not that big of a thing. Although at this point in time, I do not think about it that much. Yeah. But when I get older and I move on to like college, um, I would be meeting people from India, and they'd maybe talk about these experiences that they had, and they'd laugh about it together. And I think at that point in time, I think ninety percent. I can confirm that I would feel a bit left out.
0: In all these situations, whether your friend leaving or you leaving or, you know, not being really connected to the real Indian culture, do you think parents have a role to play? Yeah.
2: Yeah, in I think way. Um, Even the simplest thing, like just making sure your kid knows how to communicate in the language spoken in the country, Right, I think that's like, just really good to just make sure because when your kid would you know move abroad and that level of closeness and proximity that you have with the people from your nation that's really important and that's actually you know language is one of the best ways to just strengthen strengthen that Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a very good point I think for me that realization came only when I had kids you know till then i was like yeah it doesn't matter you know you just go and you just take on to the culture that you're living in but i think no that is a very very important factor
2: another thing adding on to that just being proud of your culture like i think that feeling is really important
1: i also do think like i mean as a kid i lived here for like a very long time i was really disconnected from everyone who was there initially and i think Even the stuff that I do know now about my own culture, whether it be like intricate stuff, so like, you know, festivals and like religion and stuff, even outside that, like Bollywood or I don't know, just like Indian YouTubers and stuff. Those are all things that I think I got into solely because of my parents, because they were the ones who... I remember the first time I watched like DDLJ... It was my dad who was like, like shouting in the background because like every time there was the hero entry, he would just be like, "Damn, you know." Like when I was in theaters, you know, when I was younger, in the theaters, everyone used to get up and throw popcorn on the screen and stuff. It just, it kind of made me think, "Wow, you know, this is something that I never got, but at least I'm getting to know that it's here, you know." And I think that helped me like connect to stuff like Bollywood later on. So even while I'm here, I still jam to Bollywood, yeah.
0: So that was our GAP with Pavya, Ira, and Adya. Next week, we will be winding up this three part series with some parenting tips from these kids. You definitely don't want to miss that. Until then, have a great week ahead. Stay connected.